The program we are about to present is a report on the gay liberation movement. Betches Media presents Gay, 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 and Lesbian Homosexuals Come Together. Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Everyone's gay. Bless God and bless the gays. Hi, guys. I'm Chris Burns. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is Everyone's Gay. Yeah. Um, Did you like how I spiced up the hi, guys? I didn't notice. Yes, I. You fucking bitch. I know you noticed. <laughs> I did it. I saw you notice. I try it. not to make any reactions now because you always p- p- like make fun of my. No reaction. reactions is worse than. A <laughs> <laughs> I should just like uh, have a straight smile the entire time, creepily staring at you. Yeah, yeah, do that. Okay, I like that. Well, happy Pride Eve, I guess. Happy Pride Eve. This is is coming, today Pride Eve? Well, today's the 31st when this is coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. So it is so Pride Eve. So it's technically kind of Pride. I, there's actually an interview coming up after this uh, with um, Born, one of Born Perfect's co-founders, Matthew Shurka. Born Perfect is an anti-conversion therapy advocacy group. So make sure you stick around for that at the end. Um, but yeah, right now it's just Chris just and Just us. Yeah, just us dummies. <laughs> <laughs> me um how are you how was you've been busy yeah i just got back from la we were for memorial day weekend we were at DragCon. it was oh, crazy tell me everything well the the convention center aspect of it is insane it is so big i've never seen so many drag queens it seems crazy so much merch i know it was like sensory overload it I'd seems know. like a merch festival yes that's what it really was these these queens had these amazing booths that they spent like a fuck ton of money on yeah whose was the best Lisa edwards was crazy and she probably didn't pay a fucking dime no, for that she was like booth. sponsored by like anastasia she's sponsored by everyone she's on tv commercials what's that anastasia thing anastasia beverly hills yeah um, um, Trixie Mattel like had that. a pretty crazy one, Ugh. but she's also like sponsored by like Absolute Vodka now or some yeah. shit. And they're all sponsored by Starbucks now. Apparently, there's like ten of them. Really? Yeah. Well, it's so. It, I think it was really interesting to see how many people were there. It was really cool. There was like the 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 groups, the people who were like attend DragCon were like gothy <laughs> girls, yeah. and then like young queen, like gay guys. I saw a lot of children, which was really cute because it was like a kids friendly environment. That's crazy. Yeah, but like the lines, it was it was packed. There was a fuck ton of people. Um, I know. D- was there queens where no one was at their booth? I always feel like sometimes. Well, the thing is, is like if you wanted to see a queen at a booth, you had to wait in line for like ever. It's it, depending for on the, the queen. best queens. Yeah. But even like even like I don't want to name anyone by name, but <sighs> just name them. Do it again, but no. slower. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, and her, her like her line was like uh, not that long, but it was like pretty. But even so, yeah. And then they had like a sign for sign table, and then a sign for, like a, a table for um. Was yeah, was merch. Alyssa's line insane? Alyssa's line was insane. There was a fucking. I mean, Alyssa's a superstar. There was a crazy amount of people in line for her before she even got there. That's she's. And then she walked up, and then she walked to her booth because we were at our signing tables at the same time. And when she walked into her booth, because it was like right by the signing tables. And everyone just starts screaming. Oh my like, god, mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. It was intense. I love her. Was Shangela there? No, Shangela wasn't there. Um, I'm trying to think of any other like who's like super famous. Like I think I saw Willem there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't recognize her until I saw her Instagram. I was like, oh fuck, I was standing right next to Willem. Um, That's crazy. Shangela must be doing something important. Yeah, she's hosting the Glad Award. She's good to go. Um, How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Memorial Day. Oh, I went to Lizzo on Thursday, and mm-hmm. it changed my whole life. 
I fucking love her so goddamn much. Like, I didn't know how much I, like, I knew I loved her. And then when I saw her, it was just like, she dresses like fucking Beyonce. Like, she wears yeah. like a leotard, a sparkly leotard. She has like dance backup dancers. Yeah, but they're all like thick as hell. Like, it was so good. They danced so much. She did two encores and she's still like at that place where she's not super like where she doesn't realize how famous she is mm-hmm. so she like was crying a lot which <laughs> you know i live for well it's also like i feel like when artists come and you see them in new york it's a big deal for them yeah and so it was the last like, night of the tour oh really yeah also then yeah but she's doing another one so like her album was so such a hit like so she did like not so great venues and then they sold out in like 10 seconds mm-hmm. so now they're doing the because i love you Two tour so she's doing two nights at Radio City in September, and they're already sold out. That's what like Lady Gaga did. She re- she yeah. toured, and then she became yeah. Lady Gaga, and then she's yeah. like, I have to go back. No, it was so, and she was like, ever since January, my life has been just such a fucking whirlwind, like, blah blah blah. Um, the best part, my friend, my like drunk fucking friend who's listening, um, she like started talking about women's reproductive rights and stuff, and mm-hmm. he was so fucked up that he thought she was announcing for president, and like was literally freaking out and screaming because he thought that Lizzo was announcing at fucking Terminal Five, for no press that she was running for president, <laughs> um, which was amazing. And she chugged like half a bottle of tequila during the last song. Oh yeah. Um, it was just so goddamn good. That's fun. I loved her. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Now I like just want to be a performing artist but mm-hmm. i think do you I'm think a you'll work do you game. think you'll work lizzo into your routines um <clears throat> no because i can't dance um you know yeah. i mean maybe the, the she has a couple of things i could do yeah we'll see yeah cool 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 cool, cool. speaking of gay stuff <laughs> lizzo's not gay she's just people just love she's gay people not love gay. her gay people love her yeah okay yeah um yeah it's now it's pride yes it is are you happy are you ha- oh also i feel like our podcast is a year old now it is. I think it's like June. I think it's like we're just like the at, at a year end point. Of June. How do you feel about being I a year old? I can't believe it's been a year. I know. That's crazy, actually. I know. I feel like we've been talking to each other for a long time now. I know. That's actually crazy that it's been I a I didn't even think year. about that until this exact second. I, would, I should have prepped something. We're getting so old. We're dying. Here, cheers. Cheers. Although oh I think God. it's in like two more weeks. So okay, we well, can have a celebration then. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll save it for then. What a feat, though. Yeah. Halfway to 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, a good way to view it. Are you excited about every fucking store in the world having rainbow flags in the windows? Yeah. Okay. There's like two sides to me about this. So monetization. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. That's just me opening a spike seltzer at 1130 in the morning. Um, You know, I feel like. Happy pride. Yeah. So marriage equality passed 2015. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Now that with the Supreme Court makeup that we have, this we may not have had a reverse. We may, may not have had gay marriage today if it was going to court. No, probably not. But anyways, now that it's gay, gay pride has become so mainstream, I have a lot of like conflicting thoughts on it. As great as it is to see how many people support it, support pride and like want to be involved in the gay stuff, I do worry about the monetization of it. It's like people now pride is getting like the pride parades and all this stuff is getting sponsored by like major, major brands, like the biggest brands. And at the same time, it's great that now they are here wanting to take part in the LGBTQ community and it helps people seem visible and seen. I'm just wondering what they're doing 
because it's also a great time for marketing. Yeah. Like you people really use this as a way to make money. It's crazy. I mean, I working like in restaurants, I know that there's been conversations of like, we have to put a pride flag in the window because every other store Mm -hmm. in New York has a pride flag. And if you don't, then you look like. You look like you don't support you gay look people. Like a homophobe. But it's also it's like so these big brands are making money during this month using this as a marketing tool. Yeah. What are they doing with that money they're making? Truly. And I can't think I'm sure there's a bunch that donate, but I can't like Yeah. Off the top of my head. But it's also it the other issue is that with these big companies coming in to do the Pride like parade, for example, they end up taking spots of, you know, or like better spots than a, or an organization that maybe advocates for LGBTQ yeah. rights. That's there all, all fucking the, year. That, yeah, that is around all year, but because X brand, I don't want to say anyone because I'm hoping to work with all the brands yeah. one day. No, any uh, brand that's listening, we're not talking about you. No, we're not. Of course not. Especially if you have a lot of money. But, it, you know, it's like the... the I'm, I'm talking about like the, the, the top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes like they also they, if you're listening, the top three were especially interested. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something to keep an eye on, you know, just to to make sure that they're being held accountable because it's also. But the other flip side about it that's great is also if say they're doing work in a state that doesn't, you know, that maybe has anti like like that has like descript like religious liberty bills that yeah. they're like they can discriminate against gay people because. And like say whatever state that yeah, has yeah. that like Indiana and there's several and there, yeah exactly and you know then the, we can hold that company accountable and be like you need to stop doing business in that company yeah. in that state because they have this view kind of similar to what we're seeing happen with this like abortion ban shit mm-hmm. in um, Georgia like a lot of like like Netflix and all these companies are being like Disney just announced that they would pull out if they signed this hard really bill. yeah they're because Georgia's this huge hub for production. And That's crazy. Netflix is like, if this bill goes into, we're going to rethink our yeah, relationship. Yeah, they film with a lot Georgia, of shit in it, which is like a billion dollar economy boost for the country or for the country. I of mean, Georgia, for the state of Georgia. Good for Disney. That's yeah. surprising. I mean, could you imagine if Disney was coming for you? No. I'm sure Disney's killed people. I'm sure. Like they're that. I mean, I mean, don't quote me on that. I don't have no, any, but like conspiracy probably, theories. You know, but like you know, like they're that like because you know, corporations are people now. Yeah, and they'll kill. What do you think about like you know all the like Democratic presidential candidates rolling out their gay merch for um, Pride? Are they rolling out gay merch? Yeah, Joe Biden just released a bunch. No, all of them are. Oh all my of them God. have their like, <laughs> specific. That's the one that bothers me. It's like me. the one like the fucking photo of Trump holding the flag that's uh-huh. like written with Sharpie on it, LGBT for Trump. <laughs> I'm like, bitch. It's like literally written in like shitty Sharpie. That's yeah, just cross out that T though. Yeah, they truly. do not. They're trying to like erase the. Yes, they sure are. Um, what do you think? What are you? What are your thoughts on? I think like put up a fucking flag. I guess I yeah. don't know. I don't care, but don't be. I mean, obviously, like if you are clearly not, um, or if you're clearly homophobic or have homophobic policies, and then you're rolling out all this mm-hmm. merch, like give me a break. It's also crazy that. Um, Democratic people are what am I fucking talking about right now? Um, Democratic nominees are like literally have merch. I know to sell. Well, it's funny with Joe Biden, too, like drag queens, like Joe yeah. Biden and Alaska both have their merch made at the same fucking place. Like, that's crazy. He's also like 
he's been around too long. We know what his we know his positions yeah. have been shifting. He hasn't always been bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that shit. Um, I was reading about Elizabeth Warren and her gay policies. She's the bomb. She is the bomb. She has a hundred percent rating from the HRC. Um, yeah. Um, can I ask you a personal question? No. That we can cut later if you don't want me if you don't answer. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, how did that date go the other day? Oh my god, we can talk about it. Okay. Um, I had a date and it was fine. If fine was in the dictionary, <laughs> that's what it was. Um. I don't think he listens. At least he pretended <laughs> he didn't know. He doesn't give a fuck. I don't care, honestly. But like from the moment that he, we started talking, I was like, okay, let's just call it now. This is a waste of both of our time. How, what um, was the giveaway for that? I just felt no spark at all. Uh. You know, I have to feel a little something, mm-hmm. a little excitement, and none of it was there. I don't think he felt the same way. I think he was like, into it into it a little bit which is not an uh, usual place for me um and he was like talking about things in the future between you two yeah oh god but like not he was like talking about how he had to go home and like this thing this like paper in his hometown and i was like oh cool blah blah, blah. that sounds he's like yeah i'll um i'll send you a copy and i was like girl no Please don't send it to my PO box. Yeah. Um, because you're not getting my address. <laughs> I don't want paper. Also, I don't care. Send me a link online. Um, and then he, I don't know, it was weird. And he texted me being like, I had a really great time the same night. Yeah. And what did you respond? I was like, I'm gonna respond tomorrow. And then I forgot. Oh, um, so you never responded. And then I responded like two days later. That was a good, um, that was that was the clue. Yeah, it was like. Have fun on your trip. <laughs> he was like going on a trip, um, but I don't. Yeah, so I just feel dead inside. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was. I did that the other day. Yeah. I, I I had a dead inside day. I've been stressed and shit, and I let myself just be really depressed. And I laid in bed from like eight to four. Yeah, and I've watched movies. I watched like a hundred, not hundred, but like probably twelve ten minute back to back fails videos on YouTube. Oh wow! Yeah. Just like mind-numbing bullshit to get through my life. I can't believe you got up at eight o'clock to do that. I was in Los Angeles and it was oh. raining outside, and so my my mind my my body was on the East Coast time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I've been in a in a funk lately as well. Um, should we do our listener question? Yeah. All right. I'll I'll read it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Hey, Chris and Brian. Read I- it in a gayer voice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could try. <laughs> no, I feel like my voice is pretty gay. It's. I can't tell. I think someone told me they couldn't. They it's very easy to tell that I'm gay. I was like, thank you. I think it's because of my pants. I don't think it's the way you talk. Yeah, I my, think my it's pants just are tight. Generally, everything else about you. And I lead with my butt. Yeah, you do. Um, hey, Chris and Brian, I love your show. I've been listening since 2018. I am a 22 year old male. And are you? I mean, because that makes you doesn't seem like you are. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that it's stated so clearly. <laughs> I am not, not a 40 year old woman. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I have been with my boyfriend for almost five years. I absolutely love him with all my heart. That's a long relationship. It is a long relationship. You're only 22. Yeah. Wow. I would love to try a polyamorous relationship. I'm not saying I want to be in one forever. I would just like to give it a try. How do I convince him? And how do I bring this up without making him worry that our relationship is falling apart? P.S. I also wanted to add, 
that I've never been in a polyamorous relationship before. Signed, Polycurious Guy. Um, I mean, you're already going to know my feelings on this. What is it? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, if I was in a five-year relationship and then someone came to me and said, I want to be polyamorous, I would kill them. Really? You know how I feel about this. What if you were 22 and you'd been with one, you've been fucking one dude. You've been I would count my fucking blessings mm. <laughs> and move on. No, I mean, I do understand the other side of it. People like excitement in different ways. Um, I don't know. I guess 22 and five years too. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So my, my, I'm coming from this from a place where it's like, you need to get, you need to get that shit out of your system. You need to get like yeah. that slut phase out. It because is crazy that they've been together since, what, 16? Who hasn't had a really slutty time in their life? And when you have, when you're fucking committed to one person from 18 to 22, that's when you're supposed to slut it up. Um, yeah. But always use protection, obviously. And um, I remember, because I remember when I was like 20, 21, there would be like, it were, I, granted, I feel like my sex life was much different than it is and as I got older. Yeah. But, like, I remember I, like, wouldn't do anything for, like, three and a half months. And then I would, like, hook up with, like, five different people in two weeks. But polyamorous is different and open in that polyamorous is, like, having multiple relationships, Oh, is right? polyamorous... Does that mean that you want to, like, be in a relationship yeah. with someone yeah. else? That's what polyamorous oh. is. Open is, like, fucking and keeping, you know... See, that changes my... Whatever. That, that's a little different for me. But polyamorous traditionally means, yeah, like, dating multiple people at the same time. Oh, okay. I have had some friends that are in polyamorous relationships. Okay. If it was just sexual, then that's a, I, that was a different story yeah. in my head. No. So you ask, how do I convince him? You're not going to be able to convince him of anything. You know? Yeah. Because talk to him. Find out. Yeah. Talk there's no to you, all, all you can do is, yeah, all I'll say is like, you're young. Yeah. Go up to him and be like, I want to try this. And you can convince him if he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But you might just have to start try something new and start a new you know yeah yeah for sure if he says no what what's your what's your response i would say no and then and then what do you say okay i'm not gonna do this but you're gonna be thinking about it forever yeah if you stay and then maybe you take a little break you figure things out take a little break go on 100 dates in two weeks i mean the chances (laughs) that you're gonna end up together forever are slim that's true probably you're more a lot of people get divorced. I mean, I don't know. My parents have been together since they were 15. Yeah. My parents have been together for 30 plus years. But they're straight. That's true. I mean, I'm just kidding. I do know gay couples who've been together for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I've been with no one for <laughs> 29 years and it's going wow. great. Yeah. You're in a relationship with yourself. I sure am. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like Carrie Bradshaw. You're going to have send the car to someone and be like, I'm marrying myself. Yeah, I'm gonna. I need have, presents. I I do want that shit. Well, yeah. I'm gonna give it a little more time. I always wonder about that. I feel like I should get presents, even though I don't have. You're children. fucking telling me. I I mean, you could end up married. I I not that, but I'm saying like if, like baby showers. I know. Well, I'm literally like all my friends from high school are having babies at the same time now. Mm-hmm. I have to go to baby showers this month. One of my closest friends just got engaged. It's uh, congratulations, Stacy. She listens. Congrats, Stacy. You know Stacy. She was at the show. Oh yeah, I she did actually. I saw she got engaged. Beautiful yeah. photos yeah. on the beach, right? So now I'm going to fucking do shit for that. Yeah, I saw that. God I was damn. actually going to comment on that later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Stace. Good for you, Stace. 
Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do what you want to do. Talk to him. See what he says. Um, uh, but yeah, weigh out the pros and cons of having a stable relationship to having many, maybe unstable relationships. Cause, yeah, because if you're if you're, I feel like like either he says yes or you're breaking up. Yeah, There's I mean, in my not case, to be so blunt, but. Be. Because so, you're, you're you're not gonna change your mind. Yeah, but maybe he's not crazy like I am. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe, he, maybe he's, he, he'll be receptive. Maybe he feels the same way. You just gotta bite the bullet. Yeah, maybe he's been cheating on you the whole time. Yeah, no, just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, um, should we get to that interview? Yeah. Um, make sure you email us at gayatbatches.com if you have your listener questions, or just DM us at everyone's gay on Insta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, do you have any shows? Uh, I have shows on June seventh and June eighth. Mm-hmm. I'll give you details next time because I can't that remember. Okay, but I'm doing drag in both of them. Oh, fabulous, fun! So we'll see. Great. June eighth is a Lady Gaga themed show. So <gasps> can you I know. come? Can you, can I be yeah. on the list? It's at Littlefield in Brooklyn. Okay, I'll put you on the list. Is that a Sunday? It's a f- Saturday. I can't go. You fucking bitch. <laughs> Whoever wants to take Brian's spot on the list, DM us at everyone's gay. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. All right. Today, I will be joined by one of the co-founders of Born Perfect, Matthew Shirka. Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I love being here. <laughs> yeah, we have a very um, pink office. Actually, Friendly's is here right now. I saw um, that. There's a bunch of ice cream out in the office. I don't know if I can eat ice cream right now, but <laughs> I, you have a picture frame sign that says, stop saying like. Mm-hmm. I support that at MC. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue here at uh, Betches HQ. Um, so you're one of the co-founders of Born Perfect. What is Born Perfect? For those who don't know. Yeah. So Born Perfect is a campaign with a mission to end conversion therapy and protect all LGBTQ people from conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I myself am a conversion therapy survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, We use that word just because of how impactful it is Mm -hmm. uh, to describe victims of conversion therapy. Yeah. Just real quick. What is conversion therapy? So it's, it's really anyone, but mostly, so it's really anyone who believes or thinks they can attempt to change your sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Mm -hmm. Basically gay to straight, as many people do know it, um, but it does impact everyone in, in the spectrum of of all the letters of LGBTQ. Yeah, and so yeah, it's um, myself as one of the co-founders. I went through conversion therapy, and what Born Perfect is is we are a group of survivors and legal experts that have joined together in drafting, introducing, and passing legislation nationwide. Um, we started in 2014, and it's now illegal in 16 states wow. for minors only. Um, it's where I think we're at 50 municipalities now nationwide. Wow. We'll have another two states in the next month, which is Colorado and Maine. It just passed through the legislature and their governors will sign those mm-hmm. bills as already promised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like to count them until they're actually signed. Yeah. I want that signature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been such a journey. I can't tell you like, how you know where I was when I left conversion therapy actually it was in 2009 so mm-hmm. that's 10 years ago mm-hmm. and what I thought of the world and how I was not out and I was I felt alone like we, like many of us or all of us have felt at one point and to then be here 10 years later 
when you know we're we're almost passing a new law one every month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible, uh, and it seems like we have a different narrative right now than what's happening in our country. Yeah. So I want to get to like what Born Perfect does and uh, <laughs> your roles there. I just said like that's why I laughed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, but just more about like a little bit about your personal experience. You said you got out of conversion therapy in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you went? 16. Yeah. So I grew up in the New York City area, mm-hmm. um, which uh, some people don't believe it happens in big urban cities, but mm-hmm. conversion therapy does happen everywhere. I came out to my dad, uh, you know, just looking for his acceptance. I mm-hmm. think he was definitely the harder parent to come out to. And what's weird about conversion therapy is parents who put their kids into conversion therapy don't want to lose their kids. Yeah. So they're trying to save their kids, mm-hmm. so quote unquote save. Yeah, like in a godly sense. God, yes, totally. In my for my father, my father just like super macho businessman was who was just like, listen, you're just not going to survive as a gay man in this world. Mm-hmm. And if there's really something psychological to it, then we should try to see if, if that works. Yeah, I mean, because like, I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of parents who do send their children to conversion therapy don't think they're doing anything wrong. They totally. think they're trying they're think they're trying to help them, like save them, like you said. That's that's really true. And it's so hard to reconcile when you're the person who's been through conversion therapy mm-hmm. and you're so angry and so resentful towards your parents. And it's like, oh really? You really thought you were doing a good job and really trying to protect me? But yeah. Yeah. They are. And it's something that I really hope a lot of conversion therapy survivors can reconcile if that's available. Yeah. You know, every relationship's different. So when you go to conversion therapy, what are some of the practices that they apply? Like, what, like, how do they un- make you not gay? <laughs> okay, g- good question. Um, just for the record, there's not a single mental health or medical organization in the country that supports conversion yes. therapy. It's not an actual practice that has any scientific backing whatsoever. Everyone should know. Mm-hmm. But there, So these conversion therapists do work together and have their own theory that they more or less follow, but they're sort of just making it up as it goes. Their belief is that everyone is born innately heterosexual and cisgender. Mm -hmm. And if you're anything of the LGBTQ spectrum, then you have experienced some kind of trauma as a kid. Okay. Even if you're like a drag queen, like you're basically just reacting to a trauma that happened as a kid, or even let's say a straight man that likes to cross dress. Yeah. To, To them, like you're just reacting to something. And their belief is if you can go to therapy, like you'd see a licensed professional, and resolve that trauma that happened to you as a kid, they say that your natural instinct for the opposite sex, a heterosexual or heteronormative relationship, will come by itself because that's who you are. Yeah. That sounds crazy and believable to a lot of parents. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's also just, I mean, it's probably hard for the parents, too, because a lot of the time I'm sure they're like, it's your mom's fault. Yeah. So, I mean, so in my situation, they were immediate to assess my situation. And I'm very lucky and very grateful. I had a really good upbringing. Mm-hmm. I would say my parents did a great job. Thank God. And, but they, so they we couldn't find, the, the therapist couldn't find what was like tra- traumatic about my life. And he said, well, look, you're the youngest son of three kids. You have two older sisters and you're really close to your mom. You're definitely suffering from a distant father. Mm-hmm. So we're going to correct that. And I had to spend time with only the men in my life in order to understand that men are my peers and to learn how to be a man and stay away from women. So I 
and not too effeminate. They basically wanted me to defeminize. Mm. So basically learning learning the roles of my gender. Yeah. And I'm basically like, don't be that high school kid with all the girlfriends. Yeah. But in reality, what that looked like was me not being allowed to talk to my mom and two sisters for three years. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So you were you in conversion therapy for three years? Five years total. The oh, first, fuck. those are just the first three. Jesus. Like. <laughs> yeah, shit. It, no, it's, it's. I'm really happy that I can look I can look back and know that it's all over. Mm-hmm. And when I was in it, I really believed conversion therapy was going to work. Yeah. And so I, fo- I was like the best conversion therapy student there was. I followed every single instruction. I listened to my therapist. I, my dad supported it. My mom was kept in the dark. And as soon as she understood from my father that I wasn't allowed to talk to her, my mother could not fathom how any therapy out there that the solution to resolve my problem, mm-hmm. quote unquote problem, was separating a child from its mother. Yeah, I know that's a very good point. What was the breaking point? Like what? So, yeah, five years is a long time. Um, I picked up on. I started just picking up on all the patterns. I really wanted to meet another man who successfully became straight. Mm-hmm. I was like, if this is, you know, here's a, my therapist telling me it works, it works, it works. Then let's, I would love to meet someone. And they would, they would introduce me to me to these, these men who were married to women who had kids and were like, yeah, look, it's a heterosexual life. And I'm like, okay, so you have you don't think about men at all. Like it doesn't even cross your mind. And like, oh no, no, I do. <laughs> I just don't act on it. Uh. And basically I would have to stay in conversion therapy for the rest of my life or learn how to maintain my behaviors as a way to never be gay. And so the myth began to, this theory that it would ever work began to crumble. And then actually I had to discover who I really am, which Mm was, I'm a gay man from Mm -hmm. the beginning. And yeah, I left conversion therapy in 2009. I was lost, so lost, you can, you know, I mean, Maybe we can all imagine actually how lost I was um, until I actually came out in 2012. And later in 2012, I began advocating. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 2014, we created Born Perfect. Yeah. Wow. So how many how many Americans are subjected to this about every year or in total? Yeah. So we did this study. Uh, we partnered up with UCLA's Williams Institute to do a study. And from their research, it's estimated that nearly 700,000 people in the U.S. have gone through conversion therapy. About half of that population were minors mm-hmm. under the age of 18 when they went into conversion therapy. And that number is staggering. If you want like a comparative, that's the entire city of Boston. Yeah, wow. We still think, based on the research and how they did that research, that's still like a lowball number. Because you've got to remember, when we phrase the question differently, like, okay, you don't know what the word conversion therapy is, but has anyone ever tried to change your sexual orientation? That number is like 80% when you oh. ask a group of LGBT people. Yeah. And so we have to remember, and this is a basically the key messaging with Born Perfect. Yes, we're going to pass these laws, and we are making conversion therapy illegal state by state, but when does LGBTQ become the fabric of society? Because, mm-hmm. you know, a heterosexual person is never going to hear their parents say, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And that's the world I want to see us live in when, like, that question doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, I just wanted to ask one more question about the actual, like, process of conversion therapy. Is is it something where you, it's, 
like sort of outpatient like you go back and forth or is there a certain like inpatient sort of treatments is there both it's both it's like all of the above mm-hmm. so i <laughs> i experience all all of it <laughs> so i experienced your normal like you know come into one-on-one outpatient therapy where you sit down for an hour across from a therapist and that was what most of it was um, I did go to one camp. The name mm-hmm. of the camp was Journey into Manhood. Oh, it was that sounds a, fun. <laughs> I mean, it is like eighty gay men in a camp. I, you know, all this sounds like <laughs> gay porn. It, the, it is. It is. It's a good. It's a good plot and storyline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, have you seen the movie? But I'm a cheerleader. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, so I consulted on on boy erased. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I was on set with all the actors. Nicole and, Kidman. Yeah, she's amazing. Just to name drop one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very star studded film. Uh-huh. And if you're into the indie scene and you saw the Miseducation of Cameron Post, I saw that. Chloe, I saw both of those. Yeah. Okay, so Chloe Moretz was in it, and she did a fabulous job. Um, and it was at Sundance, and I'm really mm. proud of both films. But when I when I was just like learning about the advocacy of, of conversion therapy, which I dove right into, I didn't see but I'm a cheerleader mm-hmm. until after I became an advocate. Uh-huh. And I don't think I ever laughed and cried so hard yeah. at something that was so real and hysterical. Yeah. My question. So <laughs> uh, sorry. A question about that movie is the shock thing real. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the shock thing. Okay. So just some uh, background yeah. in the movie. One of the, they give you like when you're masturbating, they give you like a, pr- like a, like a cattle prod basically <laughs> for yes. like a human and so when she was, she would be like masturbating, and every time she thought about a woman, she would like shock herself. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay, a real so thing? So that's a, it's a funny scene. Yeah, it's not funny. In real no. Life. Um. So yeah, historically, electric shock therapy. First of all, electric shock therapy sounds. I don't want to say sounds worse than it is, mm-hmm. but it's not like a needle. It's not like the electric chair because the people no. have a pretty crazy visual, but. The way people receive electric shock therapies, they're usually different pads that are tied onto your arms, and it gives you shocks. Mm-hmm. And it's usually used for depression. That's how it's legally done. And historically, yes, electric shock therapy was a used was a used technique that people that licensed professionals, doctors, or therapists thought could actually maybe cure homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, that still happens very rarely today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I met maybe two people in their 30s who experienced it like 10 years ago but it's really really rare in today's world it's mostly through conversation or the way treatment is done in therapy i don't know if it's better or worse because you know i wasn't allowed to talk to my my mom and sisters for three years and that's that was that's through language and Mm -hmm. direction and that's the conduct of a therapist but yeah electric shock therapy is used today for depression. If any therapist tells you, I'm going to use this to cure your homosexuality, it doesn't work and they're lying. Yeah. So what are some of the like long, longer impacts, long-term impacts of people who've gone to conversion therapy? And because we know, you know, LGBTQ youth have like the highest rates of suicide. Um, Is there any correlation between these two things? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, we don't like to say, yeah, if you are, Trying to figure out the best way to say that. Suicide is so sensitive, and so we don't want to, like, we're really careful about our messaging around suicide. Mm-hmm. But, yes, conversion, experiencing conversion therapy puts you at a higher risk of suicide. Maybe the highest out of anything we're seeing in the LGBTQ community, and the way to measure that is the form of rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, you're actually being rejected. You're being told to reject your identity completely. 
Um, you know, yeah, we experience that from society if you never experience conversion therapy. But when it's instructed to you, we're seeing that the impact is devastating. So you're nine times more likely to commit suicide if you've gone through conversion therapy than if you were like a straight person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. That's sad. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that it's currently illegal in 16 states. You're working on two more states. Um, what are some of the, like, the, what's the penalty for someone if they... <clears throat> so Born Perfect as a legal group, we are not dictating policymakers or those legislators yes. what the punishments should, should be. Mm-hmm. We want them to use existing law. Okay, so... And that, so that varies from state to state. They can lose their license. They can be, pay up to fines. Um, if they depends what they actually did in the therapy that would then determine what the punishment is. Like, did they physically do something to them? Yeah. The punishment's going to be higher. Um, but really, like, on a very basic level, they would lose their license um, and they're eligible to sue. Yeah. Which gives the power to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as an organization, don't want to dictate what punishment should be. We do want to make conversion therapy illegal and we want to educate the world. You know, we live in a world where mar- there's marriage equality mm-hmm. and you can still legally bring your child to conversion therapy. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. how do yeah, how do we educate the nation and the world what it means to be LGBTQ where that's like not even a question anymore. Yeah. So what are some of the difficulties when you're working with these policymakers to outlaw conversion therapy? Um so we do everything we can to make sure it's nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. And we've, I actually have to say that's probably been our, our biggest strength. So out of the 16 states, um, nine of those governors were Democrats and mm-hmm. seven of them were Republican. That's like almost 50-50. Yeah. And so that's great. So the, a lot of them will be worried about what their constituents think. If they're like, if you're a more conservative legislator and your constituent, and they're worried, and they're just like literally counting their own votes, mm-hmm. and they don't want to lose their next election, it could be that, or they themselves may not understand what it means to be gay. So like on an easy day, it's when I sit down with a conservative legislator who's never actually just met a gay person, one on one, yeah, and and they change their mind and see that like, oh, this is like a normal interaction. I mean, that sounds really ignorant, mm-hmm. but sometimes it is that simple. Yeah on a more extreme level is that they actually believe it can change and see why not, why can't that be an option? And then you ask when you have to like bring in the facts and actually have a conversation. This is what it does. This is what the medical associations think. This is what I actually went through. This is what happened to my life and actually have that, those conversations. You just need to know that that legislator is willing to sit down and have those conversations. Yeah. So you were saying that you've been able to move pretty quickly to pass some bills and laws yeah so our first law that passed was in 2012 in california and it's only been seven years and a total if you add up all the cities and states it's like over 80 pieces of legislation have passed since Mm -hmm. 2012 we've we've become the fastest moving lgbt cause and it's and and yes, that's great, and we're really successful, but we're actually now the most vulnerable we've ever been in because every, every law that we pass, this, that state will then get sued by a conversion therapist. Uh, okay. We have like six ongoing lawsuits, mm-hmm. and Born Perfect legal team will de- help defend those states, and we've been successful at that as well. But knowing who's in the Supreme Court now, 
these conversion therapists who are suing are hoping that one of these cases will end up it, at the Supreme Court where they think they can really try and reverse all of our work. So, you know, I want people to know like, yeah, we're, we should be proud and we are being successful. But remember, like, this is we're at a really vulnerable place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's the it's really hard to tell because there's so much happening with the courts right now, you know, in, in terms of abortion and state by yeah. state. And, but it's interesting to know that, you know, that there is progress being made and that's great. And it's, it, I mean, I know you look at like mayor Pete, yeah. it's crazy to see a gay man running for president and being taken so seriously, even though he can be, if he could be fired from his job in half the country. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just, we want, I, I don't want, I don't want, you know, cause I'm so close to this issue. It's personal to me. And I ha- we, we have a whole team working on this. I don't want anyone to ever, the partisanship is such a big deal. Yeah. Like conversion therapy is not a political issue. You know, mm-hmm. Republicans have gay children too. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it gets, when that issue becomes relatable to everyone in the country and how it impacts their daily lives, they're more interested in supporting it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the Equality Act is go is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And one of, and yes, it may pass the House because it's mostly Democrats who are going to vote for it, or at least so far, not a single Republican has supported it. Mm-hmm. That's really worrisome that we're gonna that we're gonna attempt to even pass the Equality Act without any Republican support so far. Yeah, and yes, it definitely won't go forward past the Senate. But so with this cause, I'm making sure every step of the way, like we gotta have Republican support. We gotta we gotta educate the other side. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of our key points of success. Mm-hmm. Do you think that religion plays a big factor into conversion therapy? Is or because you were saying that your father wasn't necessarily very religious? It, it, so religion plays a huge factor. Totally. Um, you know, people are attached to the idea of what their religion states about the roles of males and females and marriage and having children and what a family structure is supposed to look like, and. So sometimes it's it's just that family structure. Sometimes it's sin mm-hmm. and going to hell, yeah. depending on what that family believes. And sometimes, unlike my case, it's just, you know, life's hard and being gay is, or LGBTQ is harder. So mm-hmm. if you don't have to be it, then why? Yeah. You know, but yes, religion is a huge factor in our country. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I always think about how like, you know, when you're younger, per, per, from a personal experience, you just really wish you weren't gay for a long time or like, I mean, I don't know about everyone, but I feel like a lot of people and just getting to a place where you don't feel like that anymore is a huge deal. And so it's really amazing that what you guys are doing, because I know that's a big issue for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. It's almost, you can, I think- I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, because I feel like a lot of our listeners are like, a good amount of them are like straight or cis. And so they're trying to put themselves in the headspace, but just like trying to think about how you wish you could change this thing about yourself. Yeah. And then getting to the point where you don't feel that way is a big deal. So my mom, this is gender woman. She is, uh-huh. <laughs> she's advocated at me and she has a, like a thick long Island accent. Mm-hmm. And every time she speaks, she always says, imagine waking up every day and not being yourself (laughs) and you i don't have to think about my sexuality i know i like men but my son he had to change he had to try something else yeah every day and she's and i so appreciate you know shout out to mom i so appreciate her um that she was able to understand like yeah i did and just like many other lgbt people who 
really didn't want to be gay in their coming out process, like you woke up every morning realizing, oh my God, I cannot be this. Yeah. And that's something that heterosexual people don't experience. Yeah. Um, so Matthew, where can our listeners find out more about conversion therapy, about Born Perfect, about you? Yeah, uh, go to bornperfect.org. Well, and we're at Born Perfect on Instagram. And I'm Matthew Shurka. Uh, I'm a 1T Matthew. <laughs> but Matthew Shurka on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it, it's all the same. Um, yeah, sign up to our email list. Be a part of the conversation. Um, yes, we are passing laws, but we see Born Perfect as a movement to really change hearts and minds. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, I think this is coming on the first day of Pride, so happy Pride. Oh, happy Pride. Bye. Betches.